too long Even if I do I'll always call <laughs> Checking on you make sure you're okay <laughs> Be the one to brighten up your day Hey, and the <laughs> point of it all is I love you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know I love you, baby. Hey. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish y'all could see her face right now. <laughs> That's your Anthony never, Hamilton face. Oh, it always stops my heart. That's your Anthony Hamilton face. <laughs> I don't want to show you my Anthony Hamilton face. <laughs> so this is not it. I'm not seeing it right now. No. Mm-mm. I just feel like Anthony Hamilton can fry a mean piece of catfish. This. Let me tell you something. That's just that, like he just seems like a strong man just by his vocal cords. He's I not. Just feel like, <laughs> he's like he. he I could just see him in the backyard. With a with a, a deep, you know, your grandmama's pot of yeah. your <laughs> like a deep mm-hmm. pot of boiling grease that he fries outside. Yes, he fries outside, mm-hmm. and he put he got on a white t shirt and some slides. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, and he is frying the brakes off some catfish. I just feel, <laughs> and people just be lined up waiting for it to come right out the grease, like right high like, out like, the grease. Where you sound like Sam Smith, you're like ho 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 ho. <laughs> Sam you know Sam Smith sound like he got hot food in his mouth. Sounded like Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love Mother Celine. But yep. You and every Jamaican ever. Mother Celine. Mother Celine. We don't we don't play about her, honey. We don't business, okay? I can barely record my song. <laughs> What was that? What's up, Dion? Why does everyone always leave? You cannot sing Celine Dion and not stare off into space. You can't. You can't. You have to, like, cast your game to the corner of the room. It's all coming back, it's all coming back to me now. It was thunder of love, it was flashes of light. And that's, that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't help oh but look at We have really wasted two minutes cut of these people's lives. Oh my God. I am so sorry. Up. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to episode 69 of oh. <laughs> Girl with J.D. Kia. I have to really keep myself from being like, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I am uh, in my head like, Ew. I just want to be 
I want to be a responsible adult. I want to. I, am, I don't want to be why childish. I can make jokes like that. I don't care. Like I, I pay bills. Childish. I can make. I pay bills so I can make jokes like that. I this literally had to 69. stifle myself <laughs> from, from reacting. <laughs> I really, 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 and it didn't even work because I ended up doing it anyway. But when I was. When I was like getting, um, when I was like loading, getting things ready, I was like, oh, it's episode 69. <laughs> <laughs> when I was making my notes, it's like, <laughs> I was like, episode 69. <laughs> oh, Jesus, give me stress. I am so sorry. I am going to be, one day, I am going to be all that I'm supposed to be. But praise the Lord, guys. Um, he he still loves us, even despite does. our mess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, welcome back to Getting Grown with Jaden Kid, where we talk about adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being an adult in the year of our Lord, uh, 2018. Adult. What's up, sis? What's an happening? Adult. You know, that's why I say, I feel like I'm old enough now. I'm not an adult. I'm an adult. I am an, I am an adult. adult. <laughs> I am an adult. I'm grown. Two words. An adult. Yeah, man. How was the Woman Evolve Conference? The Women Evolve Conference was epic. Shout out to Sarah Jakes Roberts because shout out to she. She is a force. Um, and the conference was really, you know, I've done, I've, I've, I have attended. I don't want to say I've done. I have attended many, 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 many conferences in my life. Um, and it's very, I don't want to say it's very rare, but it is rare when you see a, a conference that goes. You know that it that's so that it was executed in such a seamless way, um, but I didn't really I, I really don't have any complaints. Um, the Woman Evolve Conference team, everyone there at the Potter's House, Denver, um, One Church LA, all like all parties involved, really were just the most organized and hospitable and welcoming and professional people that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Everything was in place and on time and everybody was so accommodating and, you know, all the attendees were really happy to be there. There were no, no, no issues. I don't have any complaints. I got a chance to meet and hang out with some awesome women, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, game changers, culture influencers. And I was just trying to figure out how the heck I got invited, like to be a part, to just sit in sit amongst these people. I got to have some FaceTime with a lot of my faves and it was really just a blessing that I am still processing. It was just very surreal. Shout out to everyone who, who uh, came up to me and gave me a hug and waved and shouted me out. I love all of you guys. Everyone was there. Everyone looked amazing. Shout out to everybody who came to my little session. We had an awesome time and it was just really good. And I um. I was, uh, you know, I thanked Sarah again, you know, yesterday or was it yeah, yesterday and I, mm-hmm. you know, we texted a little bit earlier today, you know, just thanking her for everything. And it was so amazing. Um, and just kind of telling her all the thoughts I've been having after it, but the Women Evolve Conference 2019 has the dates for registration are already open, um, now because, you know, it was so successful that they were just like, we're going to do it again. So hey. no matter what, I'm definitely going to be in the place. Um, and it's just going to be so, so good. And yo, check it out. Um, I, I do believe I'm not entirely sure when I have that information, I'll share it, but I do believe that the sessions and the, the conference sessions, um, are going to be available like digitally, uh, cause they did record mm-hmm. them, which was 
you know, nerve wracking as Jax, but <laughs> there was like a full camera crew <laughs> in the session. Of course um, it was. So I don't know if it's available and, you know, people want to see it. I'll definitely let you know what that uh, information is and how to access that. But yeah, Women Evolve, don't owe me nothing. It was amazing. Uh, it was just such an awesome time. And guys, such an awesome time in community. And, you know, it's like Sarah, like, got us all where we where we were. She kind of set us up spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, the, op- the, the breakout sessions, you know, that I had the opportunity to be a part of, the breakout sessions were really where, it's like, she set us up spiritually to just kind of, like, get in the place, like, you know, this is what you, like, this is where you are. This is where you're supposed to be. You have a lot of potential. Know what your goals are. Figure out what your purpose is. And then the breakout sessions was when everyone got a chance to like kind of get the tools that they need in order to implement. Um, so it was just, just it was just, it was a move. So everyone already, uh, and yeah, we got a lot of love. Everyone <clears throat> gave us mad love for getting grown. Everyone sends their love to Jade. Um, hey. You know, you were, you were, people were asking about you. So it was, it was a good time. Um, I was able to kind of, I was able to kind of debut the, the God is not going to play you t-shirts. It was, it was a good time. I can't wait for mine. It was a good time. Um, so I, I am humbled and grateful and just like, like I said, my head is still reeling and swimming, uh, for all the awesome, awesome worship, awesome information, awesome networking. I got to meet all of my faves. Shout out to Tiffany, the budget Nista and Stephanie K and shout out to she, you know, just all like, you know, Natasha Stewart, um, everyone just, you know, Ronnie B, all these awesome, amazing people. Um, and I don't want to start listing because I'm going to forget somebody and I'm going to feel bad, but yes, shout out to women evolve. Shout out to Sarah. Shout out to her husband. Shout out to her entire family. I got a chance to take a picture with Bishop Jakes. I saw I mean, I was just about, I mean, I just have no other words, <laughs> but, uh, and, no, no, and, no. oh my God, um, him and Tiffany, the budget Nisa had like this impromptu, uh, exchange that recorded for his app. And then he was mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to interview you because she's going to be speaking at the, at a conference that he's having there in Dallas in mm-hmm. October. And he's like, I want to interview you. And we were all sitting there just listening to him talk, like just having a conversation and he was like, y'all want to come? So it was like me, LaToya, four or five other women, Tiffany's best friend, Linda. Shout out to you, Linda, if you're listening. Um, hey, Linda. Yeah. And, you know, we all got to go into the studio with Tiffany, the Budgetista, and Bishop Jakes. And we just watched them have this online interview. And it was just amazing. And then after the interview, we were just kind of talking about the conferences happening in October. And I, like stood in the circle with Bishop Jakes and had a conversation for like 20 minutes. I was like, what is my life right now? So dope. Just what like is you. my life? I'm Who so am I? I'm so what am I doing? And I'm sure that the Bishop doesn't know my name like right now. And that's totally okay. But I, I'll be able to tell somebody <laughs> whether everybody I, and you can tell everybody. Oh but, and anyway, I don't want to ramble on, but if you, Man, if you have a chance or opportunity to get to Women Evolve in uh, 2019, it's going to be July 12th and 13th. If you can get your parts there, I promise you it'll be worth every dime. I promise. It'll be worth every moment of your time, every dime in your pocket. It, w- it will be worth it. 
So yeah. Well, I'm coming to the next one. You totally should, sis. I'm telling you, it was a move. <laughs> it was, and it wasn't like you know, it was it was a church conference. We definitely had church, but there was it was such so much more to the experience, and it wasn't like. It wasn't a conference where you, like, you know, there were people there, many people, a whole lot of people came to the conference and was like, I don't church, but I came here and I'm so glad that I did. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, a pretentious space. It was not a judgmental space. Sarah had a pajama party the first night. So it wasn't like, you know, people weren't in like traditional church clothes. Like it was just, it was a vibe. It was a total vibe. Uh, so shout out to you. If, if I had a chance to meet you, high five you, hug your neck, all of that. Shout out to you. And hopefully we'll all be able to come. Maybe Getting Grown could do something at Women Evolve next year. Who the heck knows? But I'm saying, uh, do they want that in their wonderful place? There were all kinds of people there. <laughs> Our cousin Angela Rye was a part of the, of the um, function as well. So Of course she was. We had a good time. So yeah, um, loudspeakers was in the building. <laughs> um, loudspeakers was in the building. So yeah, I don't feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like getting girl could totally have something. That <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Yo. And I was Mr. so, I was like, oh, so God, get her out of here. Tempted, like when I started my session, I wanted to say that, but I kind of was like, let's just, let's just ease into this. Don't want to do too much. <laughs> Too soon, you know. Don't want to do too much too soon, but it was cool. I'll I'll, I'll take the heathen on for you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. I totally, totally, totally um can't wait for next year. Hopefully, prayerfully, I'll be invited back. <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't, you know, show out too bad. But I love you, Sarah. If you're listening, I hope that you're somewhere on a beach with a chicken wing and uh. A, a refreshing beverage of your choosing because you deserve this. You deserve. You deserve. Just don't leave your chicken wing in the sand like the niggas in Orchard Beach in the Bronx. That is so, so disrespectful. Uh, I walked past a chicken wing in the sand on Orchard Beach and I was like, "Come on, fam! Like y'all got to do better." But enough got about to do better. Yes, we do. Enough about my uh, my my life, sis. What I know that you was working. I saw you work that wedding and all of the beautiful, wonderful delicious edible treats that, that you created for this wedding reception that you catered. God, I sweated my eyebrows off. I um, Last week was a very busy week. I went from meal prep and also regular work to um, we had a we had a, a really cool lunch event at the High Line um, for the Black Lunch Table. So that was very dope. And then went right on into the wedding prep for a wedding on Saturday. Um, so we did some grandma's meatballs, some chicken satay skewers, uh, everything, some grilled veggies, did all this eggplant and zucchini and grilled peppers on the actual grill. Um, did some baba ganoush and some hummus. Come on, baba ganoush. Baba ganoush and shrimp cups with plantain chips and pineapple. What exactly is a shrimp cup? Is it a cup of shrimp? Yeah, it was just like a little bamboo boat. Okay. And I put two jerk shrimp in it and some plantain chip, a plantain chip and um, a little pineapple gar- uh, garnish that we put together. So it was really, it was nice and it was bites and it was heavy enough uh, and it was delicious. We had some other really delicious food there. And then they, it was cute. They didn't have a cake. They actually had an ice cream bar. So it was a really, really cute oh, situation. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
and for the culture completed its very first wedding. So shout out to Santana. I'm super proud of super proud of us. Um, and we were able to get some business off of the wedding. So we have a very big meeting um, with one of your favorite companies, Maniana. So hopefully people will be able to Netflix and chill. One of my <laughs> we'll favorite companies? No, just the, just the people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just the people. No, we might get a gig with Netflix, which I think would be pretty cool. So, oh, that would be pretty um, cool. Let's all just go ahead and say a big old prayer for me and hope that that works out because that would be an amazing opportunity. Uh, but yeah, we just, you know, we're just out here working, trying to grind. Makosa's coming up on the 28th. Um, you and I will be at the Reed Temple <laughs> AME Church. Yeah, that's it. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday. For the Impact Conference. For the Impact Conference, uh, it is a leadership conference, and so you can come see Kia and I. There are still tickets available. Yes, I do, and uh, I understand that there is a promotion code of some sort. Uh, oh, very dope. Well, we'll find out what that is and put it in the description <laughs> box. Um, I got a poor email, our social but media. yeah, evidently, um, evidently there is a discount. Please hold. Uh, yeah. We've established a discount code that will be available for persons registering for your session. The code provides a, a discount of $25. So participants will only pay $10 to attend the all-day workshop and other conference activities. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Each session. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, so you boom, guys, I think I think the promo, I don't think it lasts that long, though. So I think, um, <clears throat> you guys, if you're going to use the code, you should use it. A- ASAP, because I think maybe, um, yeah, I think maybe after that, we it won't be available. Uh, but yeah, um, do that. Get there, 10 bucks. I'm actually going to have some um, God is not going to play you t-shirts there at the conference. Um, so if you would care to uh, get one, you'll have the opportunity to do so at that time. I'm also going to work very diligently to get you guys some getting grown shirts. Um, for the conference, if I can, I'm not gonna make any promises, but mm-hmm. we'll see what I can do. All right, <laughs> all right, we're excited. Um, but we do have some praise the Lord nigga shirts, and I'll make sure that we have some information next week on how you guys can pa- purchase those, as well as some cute Jade and Kia hats and some t-shirts. Yes, there's some, um, we have some Jade and Kia hats too that we can that'll be at the conference. So we'll get it yes. all together, guys. Very cute hats. Yeah, we're getting it together, but we are out here working, the both of us. Um, nipples are sweating off, but it's just fine because who needs nipples? Anyway, <coughs> let's go right on to the trash. <laughs> let's cue the cleanup woman. Basura, 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 it's trash time. So, in our trash this week, we find out that Clifford, not 5'9", Harris, has been charged with three misdemeanors. (laughs) Who said Clifford was 5'9"? He did, and I Quinn. have seen him. And I, Quinn, I know my, Quinn. I know I'm blind as a rat. Quinn. Oh yeah, he said, he said five nine with the soul of a six foot nigga. Five nine, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Is he count as mm-hmm. inches or centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> he he must have meant fifty nine centimeters tall. That's what he meant. That's the only. Yes. That's the only uh, logical, <laughs> rational explanation for a cent- for a statement like that. Because the thing is, I know I'm blind as a rat, but I see where you stop, my nigga, and I know it's not at five nine. I've not been I'm in the five, same five. room. I've not been in the same room with Ti ever. How, how, howsoever, I do believe that uh, that is a lie. I have, and that nigga is not five nine. I'm five five. So is he, and his lady is four eleven. Ain't no anyway. way. Exactly. Tiny is like not even five feet, and if Ti no, was five nine. Come on now. Stop playing in my face. No. He going to jail? He really is lying to me. No, uh, um, he's not not going to jail. But he has been charged with three misdemeanors after allegedly assaulting a security guard back in May. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was a situation where he couldn't get into, he he was, they wouldn't let him back into his gated community. Uh, And I think he was charged with some some drunken disorderly conduct and a a couple things. But... Um, most likely he will not be facing jail time, but he still needs to stop lying to us about how tall he is. What an angsty little man. Um, in <laughs> This wasn't even on purpose, but it's really funny. Uh, in other news, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> oh, God. You are so petty for that. I, I didn't even petty realize spaghetti. it wasn't even on purpose. The transition was You are petty. That's petty. <laughs> Pettiness. Petty spaghetti. That's what you are. Petty spaghetti. I'll take it. I get another tattoo. Floyd Mayweather <laughs> tops Forbes list of the highest paid celebrities in the world. I mean, Floyd Mayweather is so rich that we don't even care anymore. It's, do we? Like it's, it's, we don't. I just I don't this why? Like why is Floyd Mayweather so rich? It's always the niggas who don't deserve it. It's always them. But yes, Floyd Mayweather, I guess thank God it's a black man. Um Azalea Banks was on an episode of Wildin' Out. Okay, so I have been seeing, I have been seeing this. <laughs> I have, well, not, I haven't seen, I have not seen the uh, actual clip or footage of the episode itself, but I have seen members of the Wildin' Out cast because I don't follow Azalea Banks. Never. At all. Um, but I have enough. seen members of the Wildin' Out cast, including Nick Cannon and um, <laughs> Canyon. Emmanuel Hudson. Yes. Uh, and, and I can't think of the other person's name, but several people have commented via Instagram or other social media mm-hmm. outlets, you know, and basically saying that she was butthurt. Also, like, she... Butthurt. What happened? Just tell me, because I don't want to speculate. <clears throat> well, from what I know, because the episode has not aired and apparently will not air, if anybody watches Wildin' Out, then you know that it is an improv show and they throw insults at each other. You know what I'm saying? And they, it is comedy. And, unf- you know, the thing about comedy is they will hit below the belt and that's just how it works. You know what I'm saying? And niggas take it on the chin and they and they move on and they get the next nigga. And that's just kind of how it is. Now, I do believe that there are boundaries um, and there are people who have crossed those boundaries. But... All in all, in a roasting session, you know what I'm saying? It's a roasting session. You know what it is. And if you go on Wildin' Out, then you should know exactly how things operate. They have gone at the creator of this show, their boss. Like, and they go at him often. Like, 
literally every time. All the time about his marriage, about his women, about his sexcapades, about his children. Like they literally go on this nigga about everything, about his 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 turban. They like they his house, his like everything. They literally get on this nigga about everything. And she got on there and apparently she ran off and cried, you know, and said that they made um a lot of color jokes um about her. Now Azalea Banks, I don't ever believe that that's okay. I don't care who who it's directed towards. But Azalea Banks also, um, aside from being a wild hyena online, she 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 she's just like she lies. You know what I'm saying? And she exaggerates. And sometimes she tells the truth, but sometimes she exaggerates. And so I'm wondering, I don't know what was said exactly, but I know that she's claiming that it was completely disrespectful and they're claiming like, you know where the fuck you came, get over it. Um, I feel like it's it's almost like Azalea Banks is looking for reasons. Like, like it will, will these sort of Twitter, Instagram, Facebook tantrums be her quote claim to super quote fame <laughs> because like I feel like because I feel like this is all she does now yeah she's it's, not it's she's known for like this a, a wolf howling at the moon okay bodega cat loves to cry about what people are doing to her I'm tired of it. Like, everybody's sick of your shit. Nobody wants to hear anything that you have to say. And unfortunately, I cannot feel bad because you have, like, all I know you for, I don't know you for your tunes. I know you for for you and your mess and what you do to other people online. Like, that's what I know you for. I know you for being a wild bodega cat online. That's what I know you for. A freaking hyena. So, I don't know. I don't have nothing nice to say about her. Well, on that note, let's move on to the next. Yeah, I have nothing. But in really nice news, mm-hmm. did you see Michelle Obama with Tina Knowles at the On the Run in Paris? I did not. I've been oh. off the grid, though, because, you know, I I got, I don't know. I've been running around the country. Oh, no, sis, I know. I know it passed my eyes, but it was, I, it was just, Michelle Obama looked so pleased. She looked so happy to be there. Like, she could not wait for Beyonce to come on stage. That's amazing. It was just, it was, I was like, look at our first lady, <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, Miss Tina and Michelle Obama just standing up so there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Both no, of you're not. Lady. Both of our first lady. No, I love both of them. I love both of them equally. There is a huge place in my heart for both Michelle Obama and Tina Knowles. Just two graceful women. Um, goals. But yeah, that's the trash for this week. I ain't got nothing else. Let me do let me do this right. Did you catch Black Ink Crew Chicago last week? Did. Let me just say this. A couple of things I want to mention. Don <laughs> and this DUI mm-hmm. and all of them running around Chicago to scrounge up his bail money. Let me tell you how that nigga would have still been in jail waiting on me. He would have been in Cook County, <laughs> like Maybe. sitting squarely in his cell. And would have been there for months if it were me. If it were me. First of all, first of all, I was highly irritated because I was like, why are you all running around? Like, I know this nigga's bet. I know this nigga's bill is not $50,000 and y'all have to come up with $5,000. I feel like it was $5,000 and they need to come up with $500, which 
whatever. First of all, I refuse to believe that Charmaine kicked in $1,000 to get Don out of jail. I will not believe it. That is not the truth. That doesn't even seem like right. <laughs> I don't believe any. I don't believe any part of that. No, um, Charmaine screams payment plan to me. But I don't <laughs> <laughs> like. Secondly, I am so glad. I, I've. I. I mean, if if we impeach, when we impeach, hopefully, the current sitting president of these United States, or if something else happens. Oh Jesus! I so move that we nominate Lily. <laughs> to be the commander in chief <laughs> because I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna tell you when I I lifted my hands when she had knocked when she had greased Charmaine's eye like that I just lifted both my hands in my apartment like oh god oh but it was yes. the, it was the way Charmaine took the glasses off because she was like Look what you did to my eye. Listen, and, and all of them with Van was like, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, Lily is, oh, listen, listen. Lily, <laughs> Lily will always get her pick of the drums or the flats. Like, she gets mm. to choose. If we sharing chicken wings, Lily will get to choose mm. which, which she wants. She gets to pick the chicken. She deserves. I she just does. appreciate her. Because not only did she, she has, and now, she has closed the mouths of both Charmaine and Danielle physically. Simultaneously. Like she has actually silenced the both of those yapping. Oof. Whatever. She's like, think one and think two. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, two piece her around the world. I am, but I'm just, I'm grateful. Can Let, I put them bitches in a box? Listen. Put them out of the house before mom can Just, home. Just got them up out of here. <laughs> like, nobody like, has I don't even, time. I mean, I don't even feel like I'm going to, this is like, this is like two and a half because I don't even feel like it warrants the full point being made about it. But whatever mm-hmm. tricky business Charmaine is trying to pull with this managing partner business in the LLC, LLCs don't work like that. They sure uh, don't. Secondly, um, I don't, I don't understand how she could deem herself the managing partner when, you know, as, as. You know, all the other members of the of the agreement, like all the other members, people who went jointly went into building the it's business are the talent. Right. Right. So if they all choose to leave and you take their talents no elsewhere, she would have nothing to manage. <laughs> what are you gonna call it? Mouth ink? Like you can't so call I it. So I just like, girl, Ugh. nobody you're gonna have like you sit at the front desk, first of all. Cool your jets. You are not a businesswoman. Sis, Buying an LLC does up. not make you a, a leader. <laughs> it does not make you an entrepreneur. Actually owning an LLC. And I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't know much about algebra, but I just feel like LLCs are not expensive. Uh, $200. At most. And secondly, the fact, the very fact that these five Bamas have a building, a logo, have been uh, well. They don't really have a logo yet, but I have. A, and they were at the the Chicago tattoo show that they're calling themselves and a business. No LLC. And no LLC. All of them need their their chance check. Each one of them. I was just like, what? What do you Sis, mean? I want people to get their business. No. Fixed. The minute the minute they said. Well, we just want to make our own tattoo shop. I said, this is a terrible idea. I just feel like if it didn't work with Ryan, I don't understand. Like, Ryan is not, Ryan is not, what's, 
in all of his horrible, you know, <laughs> leadership. He's business savvy. And all of his lack of business savvy. Ryan was not the cause of the demise of NIMAG. No, he wasn't. Not him by himself. So like removing, NIMAG, removing Ryan from the situation does not absolve them from the problem. Like they're like, it's just a problematic group. It's Y'all not- are going into business with a girl who don't brush her teeth before she comes into work. My like- But yeah, all of them need their chin check for that. And I just want people of color to be about their business. They are professionals. There are ways to go about building things. Um, and you can't just get five people together in a room and say, we open in a business. Just because you no. sign a lease don't mean you've opened a business. And no, just because no. you buy the LLC doesn't make you the managing partner of anything. What? What? No, no. Girl, get out of my face. That's not how any of this works. All right. And, and finally, <laughs> Danielle and her funny looking turtle face. <laughs> <Beyonce Terrence. laughs> Now, let me tell you, let me tell you 72 things, okay? Turtle, turtle, turtle. So this nigga, so this nigga is apologizing to Danielle. He has the stupidest fucking face something, ever. Like, I something it. about it is just so irksome. I can't even like focus because he's it's on the stupid. screen. It's a stupid face. I mean, like, I just feel like stupid what? expression. Let me tell you what made face. me angry. Let me tell you what made me angry. Sorry. So Charmaine. Gets Danielle's at this restaurant because Terrence asked her to. And then he comes in with a slideshow and some balloons and basically shows some old pictures kind of saying, me, this is a woman that I love and we've been kicking it since high school and I, I wouldn't want to spend my life with nobody else. And, you know, then he asks her and he reproposes and she just forgives him. Let me tell you, let me tell you what. This is how I know... <laughs> This is how I know. Maybe I'm not ready because I just <laughs> I feel like you. I find out that you cheating on me with some musty stripper named Spice or whatever. What's her name? Her name is Velvet. Like you Velvet. can never bring a piece of cake in this house again. Let me tell you something. If I find out that you've been texting, inappropriately texting, communicating, interacting with a musty looking stripper named Velvet, ugh. It's, and then, let me tell you something. You come in with a slideshow, a PowerPoint presentation, apology. Let me tell you something. My question is going to be, well, why you ain't put your cheating, <laughs> like put your cheating on a text message and then come talking about, I'm sorry. Like, don't be out here. Like, I'm not impressed. I was, I was disgusted because Danielle was impressed by this piss poor, like, Nothing about the apology said, I acknowledge that what I've done was inappropriate and it hurt you and I will never, ever do it again. No. Nothing about it was like no. genuine. It was like, no. let me just get in front of some people and tell all these people that I love you and I'm going to give you. So I, he went to Party City and bought $20 worth of balloons and, literally, and literally put some four or, five, four or five old pictures of them in the PowerPoint. Uh-huh. And had it projected on the on the wall in a random Italian restaurant. To Dwayne Reed, he bought some balloons from Dwayne Reed, and then she's talking about he has. I, oh my god, I forgive him, and I'm just like, well, maybe I've never been in love because let me tell you how I would. Have maybe been, I'm not in love. This then. would have <laughs> what I would have drugged Turtle Face Terrence all around that restaurant. Like, first of all, now you're gonna tell. Mm-mm. 
put you brought your, your stupid your face in here. text messages with velvet on the I want PowerPoint it on eight screen. and a half by 11 the way Apollo did but when the way they did Listen, on the exactly. real housewives of Atlanta blow that I up want, blow that like, up and project that on the wall and tell the people I'm raggedy and this is what I did to the woman that I love I want you to laminate it and I want you <laughs> Bind it at Kinko's <laughs> so that I can open it like a book spiral with a spiral bound. Spiral bound. <laughs> like, but I mean, I just feel like if you want to apologize, an apology, like doing an apology, make an apology in a public display, does not make it a credible, adequate, suitable an apology. You can, can never come back. It can just be me and you. Eyebrow sit. ring. You can't yes. come back from that. I would take a a one on one apology. We can be sitting in a in a parking lot at Popeyes, and you mm. look me in my face and genuinely say that you are sorry from the depths of your heart. That's all I need. I would receive that better than you making some half ass apology, but in a public setting. And I was I was disappointed. And no, it's not my business. No, I don't know the context. Of you know, and you know of their of their relationship. I know that fifteen minutes before this apology, she was burning his clothes in the barbecue. That's all I'm saying. I know that you were sending text messages to a bitch with an eyebrow ring, but no eyebrows. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't say nothing to me, my nigga. Like you just never oh. can. God. <laughs> and I'm really irritated. I'm really irritated about this whole situation. That tickled me. But yes, I was sitting in my I was sitting in my room last night seething. Because I was like, I just was imagining myself sitting up in a restaurant with my cousin and then turning around and my fiance is holding a microphone and pointing at pictures of us in high school. I'd be upset if I had to wake up to that stupid face every day. I'm like, this is not an apology, sis. It's not. This is not an apology. But you it's know not. What? That's you know what? You set the standard for what you're gonna you're gonna receive in your life. And if this nigga knows that all he has to do is walk down to the CVS, go to the photo department, and ask for some eleven by seventeen pictures of you guys and a card and some balloons and a gift card for American Express, then that's he might as well do. have he might as well have made that apology via Periscope or Instagram or something. Instagram Live. Uh, right. Can you Instagram TV? <laughs> can you pl- can you please log in real quick? I have something to say. Oh my god. Oh, but disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. Get Terrence and his PowerPoint presentation out of here. And kudos to Ashley for for going on about her business. She works my last nerve, but. Kudos to her for for going and doing whatever she needs to do for herself because this man and his shenanigans, nobody has time for that. Don never, ever wanted to be married. No, he didn't. I feel like Don felt like he had to be married and actually gave him an ultimatum. Yeah, she absolutely did. You gonna marry me or you never see these kids again, which I don't agree that's with. That's exactly what happened. That's, 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 that's exactly what happened. pretty much what it is. Um, I don't believe in holding a man's kids from him, but God, you can't, you also can't hold a man hostage. You can't hold somebody hostage. You can't make somebody be somewhere that they don't want to be. But that's another conversation. Let's go into the real kitchen table talk. Well, we got to do shout out to my sis first. Oh, shout out to my sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
If you like our show, you might also enjoy The Nod, a podcast that tells the stories about Black culture you won't hear anywhere else. The show is currently highlighting some of the best of episodes from its first year, so it's the perfect time to tune in. From Beyonce YouTube conspiracy theories to a 70s team of Black models that changed fashion forever to the surprising historical connection between grape drink and Black history, there's something on The Nod for everyone. They've talked Black hair on TV with Yara Shahidi, Youth Incarceration with Michael K. Williams, and Kung Fu's Influence on Hip Hop with RZA. Subscribe right now to The Nod wherever you listen to podcasts or go to thegimletmedia.com forward slash The Nod. My sister's popping right now, like. Shout out to my hermano y hermana. This week, we have a wonderful company by the name of Franco Photos. So you can find them at Franco, that's F-R-A-N-C-E-A-U. F-O-T-O-S dot com. You can also find them on, on Instagram under Franco Photos. Um, fun fact, Franco Photos is run by Brian and Sydney. And uh, they are friends of mine. And they also did all of the photos and the little video that you guys got to see for Getting Grown Live, our first anniversary show in D.C. Did. So I wanted to shout them out. If you are in the Washington, D.C. area, um, you can definitely check out Franco Photos. Please hit them up. All of the information will be in the description box. They do lovely, beautiful, very clean work. Um, they've taken pictures of one of my closest friends, Michelle, and her family, her baby, her da- her other daughter. She's got three beautiful daughters, her husband. Um, and like I said, they did our video and they did our photos for Getting Grown. And I just think they're two wonderful people. They're also, they happen to be a couple. So it is a family affair. So make sure you check out Franco Photos if you are in the Washington, D.C. area. And we will make sure to post all of that information in the description box. Gather around, uh, ladies, gents, peanut butter and jelly, uh, (laughs) (laughs) popcorn and peanuts. Let's just gather around uh, the kitchen table for a conversation um, today. Don't really have a... It seems like, you know, when we kind of just fly off the cuff, we get, we have really good shows. So I'm trying to be um, a (laughs) bit more, uh, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but just kind of, I'm going to be spontaneous, dynamic, a bit more free and less constrained by hard hard body outlines. I mean, we'll still do that, but um, just, you know, just the things that are on our minds day to day. Um, are, are are shaping our conversations, and I think that, that that makes things a bit more organic and 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 fun. So I wanted to talk about body image because I don't think we've talked about that specifically or deliberately on Getting Grown yet. Have not, and I feel like it is something that is you know always going to be um, a hot topic, at least for me, because I, I don't know that mm-hmm. body image issues. You know, as you grow and progress through different phases of your life from young adulthood through adulthood and even on into, you know, being a full-fledged auntie, um, we live in an age. You know, I love a caftan. (laughs) Yes. You know, like caftan, fanny pack, sketchers auntie. Um, Oh, never. Not a sketcher. I don't think I'll ever be that kind of girl, but. I'm laughing because Toya, me and Toya was talking about this weekend, and she was talking about how her mom be wearing Skechers. And my mom, <laughs> my, mom 
My mom be wearing those avias, like legit tennis shoes. I'd be like, girl, (laughs) what are these sneakers? (laughs) Um, With the Asics? No, avias. A-V-I-A. Oh, avias. Like, girl, where are you going with these? Like, what are those, <laughs> honestly? But she's like, they won't sell in Marshalls. Get off the cuff. She's like, girl, sports authority. I'm like, get out. <laughs> Please get out of my face. Sports authority, you know, they're going out of business. All them shoes was in there for like $12. <laughs> please leave me. There's a reason, Ma. There's a reason. Leave me. Leave me. Please. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so I think we are constantly b- bombarded by like bodies now. Yeah. And a lot of times these bodies are digitally enhanced or <laughs> surgically <laughs> enhanced or, um, yeah. you know, all that. So I was thinking about, you know, just you know, how I've thought about myself and my body um, Mm -hmm. throughout my life. And I thought we could have a conversation about that. So I don't know if you want me to go first or or you go first, but just kind of like, what are, what have been some of your body image issues? If you had them, I don't want to assume that you have just because I feel like I am a walking (laughs) body image issue, but what have been some of the things that you struggle with? I don't know if you want to talk, you want to start like, you know, since you were younger, even into now, or however you want to answer the question, but just. From young, I always, I always like had, was always trying to do some little way of losing weight. You know what I'm saying? Always was trying to find a way to lose right. weight and be at a, and be a particular size. And a lot of it was due to, like, there are things about, there are things that are never going to change. I have always had thighs and hips and booty. Like, that's just always been a thing. Always had thighs, hips, and booty, and there's nothing I can do about that. But it's caused issues where there are certain things that I've wanted to wear that I just cannot wear. Um, I'll see, even now, like, I don't suffer with feeling bad about the size that I am now, but I will see women in the street who have on, you know, coochie cutters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In summertime, they have on some cute little denim coochie cutters. Maybe a little cheek's hanging out. Maybe it's not. But I know that if I put those on, it would look like a denim thong. And I could never in my life do that. You know what I'm saying? There's, I could never put that on and walk down Church Avenue and be able, unscathed. Like, there's <laughs> no way that that's getting ready to happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's it's annoying. But I know younger, I used to always, like, I was constantly trying to find ways to lose weight. I'm doing, stu- you know, I'm working out I'm doing this and that and there was nothing wrong with me but I felt like I was chubby all the time you know what I'm saying all the time I'm chubby all the time I need to lose weight I'm doing cayenne pepper drink cleanses and you know working out like a maniac and it was it was because I'm thinking that people are paying me attention and ain't nobody really paying me no attention like that um but when it comes to more of what we talked about before we recorded um even now some you know sometimes it's I have those moments where it gets frustrating because I know with the type of body that I have that there are certain things that I just know I, I'll never be able to wear I can't just throw on a little pair right. of shorts and some heels and you know it just be a cute little outfit that that's just not the type of body that I have Agreed. I think that um I mean I share an experience with you and you know like feeling that there are costs or like taxes for, 
for having, um, you know, a certain body type. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I have always, Wait. right, when I think, when I think about my body um, image issues and where they kind of started from, I, I like you, was, I've never, ever been a slim, slim person. In that, like, like mm-hmm. a, like, I've, I've always, I've always had some sort of shape. Like, I laughed at, um, <laughs> like, looking through pictures, <laughs> looking through pictures. Okay, so in the fifth grade, I'll never forget it. Never forget it. You know, how you have certain things in your life, certain like playground moments, mm-hmm. but you'll ne- they're like etched in your memory forever. In the fifth grade, Jared Robinson said I had thunder thighs. And I, he yeah. wasn't talking. I don't know if he was talking to me, but he was talking about me and I heard him. And it was like one of those moments in the movies where like everything stopped <laughs> and I heard it. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so now even like baby pictures, when you look, I, you know, when you've always, always when you I've always had I've always been bottom heavy. And um it's always, it's never been something that I enjoyed or thought was nice or deemed, <laughs> was proud of or anything like that. Um, it was always something that I associated with shame, something I felt like I needed to cover up mm-hmm. and something that I never felt like I could celebrate or should celebrate um, mm-hmm. because I feel like my body type, I even think about my family, especially men in my family, like my grandfather, uncles and stuff, they made it clear to me that because of the way that I was shaped, that I I could not or should not wear certain things because of the kind of attention that those kinds of things would get me. Mm. Um, Regardless of what my actual behavior was, (laughs) regardless Mm -hmm. of if it was my intention, there were just things that I was not permitted to, to wear um, because of the way that my body was shaped. And that, you know, really made me ashamed. And I think that I can think, remember and think about the way that people perceive and sexualize my body, which, which horrif- mortified me. I was going to say horrified, but that's not a word. Mortified me, especially when I was, you know, in high school in 10th grade and wasn't even thinking about having sex. So, uh, so- so it was just like, what do you mean? I and, and in 11th grade, I remember distinctly in 11th grade, I wore my coat in school every day because I didn't want to be talked about. It was not something that I enjoyed. Um, so when I think about how that's played out in my life now, it's like you, I've done every kind of diet. My mother put me on my first diet in the seventh grade. I've been, I've been no carb, low carb. <laughs> I've been... I've been, you know, all, in South Beach, Atkins, Weight Watchers. Oh my all, God, Atkins! All, the, all, all the things. Um, you can eat all I've the done. You I've want, had every every kind of gym membership. Parts. I've done all manner of things. Um, in in an effort, and and I mean, even when I was my smallest, I remember having a conversation with my mom. This was in like 2006, um, and I was working my first full full time job and. I remember I would go to, there was a Planet Fitness on my way home from work and I would go to the gym just about every day. And I was slim. Like it was probably the smallest I'd ever been. Um, one of the times, you know, one of the times I've um, 
in my life, you know, I've been that small. And I would say, like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, tone up and slim my butt down. My mother would, like, scoff, like, sis, <laughs> it's not going. Okay. Like, and even at my smallest, I've always still maintained my body, my body shape. Um, it was never a case where I've lost my butt, my hips, or my thighs, regardless of how hard I ran, all the carbs that I avoided and didn't eat. <laughs> It was, it was still <laughs> right there with me. I would be running on the treadmill doing my sprints and I would turn around and my butt would be like, hey, sis, we're still, we're still back here. We're still um, here. So hey. yeah, all that to say, I know that I'm still, you know, at 35 dealing with a lot of those same issues. And it's been a, a push, you know, even through therapy and, you know, being grown and living, I, that it's still a push for me to, come to appreciate and value uh, the way that I'm, I'm built. <laughs> I, um, I, my, so, you know, I've spoken about, you know, infidelity and things like that, that I've dealt with before. But one thing I didn't talk about was, so I, my, you know, I had an ex who made me feel super, he, he was always in the gym, but he, he had some insecurities and he was able to project those, on to me um, at a certain point in the relationship where I felt like I was not uh, what he wanted physically. You know what I'm saying? And um, that was always a struggle as well. Trying to, you know, fit into a body type that you thought somebody wanted, you know, wanted you to be or whatever. Or even like when I would get on birth control and I'm coming into, you know, my I've always had a shape, but really coming into like my grown woman body and things like that. It it wasn't he didn't gracefully receive it. And it really caused a lot of a lot of issues with me. Um, and And I and you also brought up a point that I thought was really interesting. Um, and it kind of touched on our conversation that we had about mothers as well. But you said your mom put you on your first diet. At, in the well, I think grade. the doctor mentioned or said that according to like the BMI index, I was overweight or something. <laughs> and he wasn't I, like, I, hate all of I don't think indexes. the doctor put me on a diet, but the doctor would be like, oh, you know, to kids, BMI is a little high or something like that. And Rhonda was like, you're going to be doing these ex- these workout videos after school <laughs> and you're going to be, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was totally a thing. It was totally a thing. Right. And I think that, I, and that, that when, that's not something that we originally talked about, but that's something that I also want to be mindful of is not projecting that on to, to Noah. You know what I'm saying? Cause my mom did the same thing. It would be like, Oh, you getting a little chubby right there. Oh, you getting a little weight right there. Or, Oh, you might want to come do this workout. You know, you know, I'm eating tuna for dinner. You might want to eat some tuna for dinner, you know, things like that. And it's like, when you say that to a growing girl, I know that our mothers always meant well, and they were trying to help us to be our best selves and whatever else. But when you say that to a young woman, who already is going to possess insecurities naturally because of where she is in her life, that can cause some issues. You know what I'm saying? Going forward. And I think that that's something that we, we should be mindful of is, is, you know, finding that healthy balance between wanting to encourage your child to be healthy um, and to live their, their best life in that sense and to be active because, and to enjoy nature and, you know, just things that, 
that that we should be doing as human beings that are healthy for us all around. But I think placing so much importance on body mass index or whatever, not saying your mom did that, but even with the doctors, because doctors do that shit when you're pregnant too. They did the same thing to me. You might want to only gain 12 pounds. I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to gain 12 pounds. Like that doesn't even make any sense. That doesn't even make any sense. Like everybody knows I'm not getting ready to eat a quarter cup of rice. Like nobody's getting ready to do that. Why don't you be realistic? And it's the same thing. Like when we're kids, like kids are going to be kids. And I know you want to keep them on a healthy path and we should keep our kids on a healthy path. But I think we should be really mindful about not, not putting so much on, on physical appearance when it comes to kids like, Oh, you're gaining a little bit, bit of weight. You might want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Encourage them in a different way. Um, and that's just something that I thought about that kind of came up when you said that, but yeah, as a grown woman now, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Like I said, I have those frustrations with things that I can't wear. You know what I'm saying? And there's been a lot of conversations. When you say you, you can't conversation- wear, when you say you can't wear, are you saying you can't wear because it's going to get you some some kind of attention? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, like, so. I, like it's going to get me negative attention that I don't want. Absolutely, and, and I can relate to that in corporate spaces, and because I feel like, um, you know, corporate spaces, I feel it in church specifically because I think that. Mm-hmm. Like there are those of us who can can wear form fitting things and it's not deemed inappropriate. And then there are right. those of us who wear form fitting things and, and we are reprimanded and shunned for mm-hmm. being attention seeking or being, you know, inappropriate or being flirty or or, or um, being a distraction. Now, that is that in that particular language, when that language is used. It frustrates me because I can speak from my experiences in church. And I mean, this is a fine line, right? Because, you know, in church, I know for me personally, it would never be my intention to draw attention to myself in a way that distracts people from what we're there for in terms of focusing on what we're doing. And in in that space is worshiping God in corporate setting and learning, you know, and hearing the word and all of that. So it was never, it would never be my intention. So I, I recognize, and I know like, I, like I wouldn't wear a club dress to church. <laughs> I would not wear, a, right. you know, a short tight, you know, there, there, there are levels, but I also feel like there are levels. There are, you know, there are just the way that certain silhouettes fit. So, like a pencil skirt. You're not going to look the same in a pencil dress that you're that Angela Rye is going to look exactly. in a pencil dress because she's a very, very, very slim. Absolutely. You know, woman. absolutely. You have accentuated hips, right, and ass. So, but I think there is a so, way to do it. So, like you know, when I wear it, if, when mm-hmm. I, so I'm cautious of how how you wear things. So, me and Keisha would talk about mm-hmm. like when me and Keisha first became friends. Like we would joke about. How we knew we would that be wagon. friends because, you know, we were the body con and cardigan crew, <laughs> like, you know, or body con and blazer. <laughs> like, you know, I wear, you, you got to have functional body con. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to wear this body con, you put a blazer on such that when you stand before the people of God, you're in order. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you should be, um, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm just trying to be diplomatic here. But I, in, even in saying that, 
I have been told in you know in wearing clothes that fit my body. I think there's a difference between body con. Like, you know, you, there's certain dresses that, you know, you wear. Like, this is the, this is the dress that I wear when mm-hmm. I want people to see the snatch, right? Yeah. And then there are, there, are, there are kinds of, there are dresses, it's just like, it's a dress that fits. It's a straight skirt. It's not like a, mm-hmm. you know, the cut of the skirt line. Is, is fitting. It's form-fitting. But right. it's, it's a difference between, like, tight and, and body kind and, like, a form-fitting silhouette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in, even in those times when I'm wearing what I would deem an appropriate dress or uh, what I would deem, um, you know, something that it's not or should not be distracting. You know, you know, and that and those words are used. I kind of, you know, push back because I feel like I don't feel like it's fair. To require or expect women to not dress a certain way um, like, you know, in, in that in that case. I feel like, is it then me or like, is, is your beef with me and what I'm wearing? Or why not? Why not say something to the people who are distracted? Like, <laughs> um, right. right. And I mean, I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not. And that's another, Ooh, that's another right, conversation. Cause I feel like it's not, instead of, instead of it's like, and this isn't even not specific to church, but like, why is it that women are held responsible and, and are, mm-hmm. are made to, or expected to um, change and conform in order to, you know, not offend in, in ways. Like, I just feel like this is not addressing the problem. So, like, just... It's not. I'm not finding my words right now, but I just, like, women historically have been sexualized in inappropriate ways. And it's like, in addition to being and being the victims of this fetish, 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 Fetishizing <laughs> and all <laughs> being the victims of that, and you know, being over sexualized, um, and our bodies being you know, over sexualized in that way. And in addition to experiencing that, we then have to like the onus is put on us to get people to stop doing it to us, and I don't think that that's fair. So, we then have to experience it, and then we're being held responsible for it too. Um, Right and and the and the, the the norms the values the systems the structures that you know are responsible who are rightfully responsible for you know treating women in these ways they are never challenged. Um, like Which little boys are not taught. Like regardless of what anybody has on, like you just don't treat women in their bodies that way. Because I mean, in many respects, most respects, I would argue. We can't help it. No, we can't. And I, we can't help it. And that, you know, there are, there are, oh God, like you said, I can't find my words Uh either. There's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? And it gets really frustrating because it feels like we have to pay the most attention to what we put on our bodies. And like you said, little boys are never, ever taught how they should act in public they're just they just get to act however they want to act and that's not okay and it's like a woman is if a shapely woman comes out if it's hot outside and she wants to wear shorts or she wants to wear a sundress and you know what i'm saying she don't have her nipples out she don't have her ass cheeks hanging out but you it's some thigh you know what i'm saying it's some thigh it's some hip like it's some it's just somebody why the hell do you get to comment on that yeah 
Why is that okay that you get to comment on that? And we have to be mindful about every single thing that we put on because niggas make you feel uncomfortable when you walk outside. And the great argument about, well, if she didn't have to put all that out there, then I wouldn't have nothing to say about it. No, nigga, mind your tongue and learn some self-control and how to shut up sometimes. Absolutely. And I just think that we need to do, and it's because it's, it's really, it's really just a lot. It's another way, it's another load that we have to carry and it's hard to navigate. Um, and it results in, 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 you know, me being 35 years old and still having anxiety about wearing certain things. Uh, as a grown woman, because I I don't want to have to deal with or manage or navigate the kind of attention that, that those things get me. Because a pair of shorts should not suggest to anybody that I am, you know, anything about my sexual proclivities, experiences, no. or desires. Like, don't, don't, like, no. that's just the, that's just the bottom line. And, um, and from childhood and being a teenager, especially even the, all the way on up. I've been made to feel, and I don't mm-hmm. think that I don't, I'm not faulting anyone in my in my family specifically because I don't feel like mm-hmm. I feel like you know because I mean I get it right because I'm not a parent and but you know even if I think about Noah like Noah's my niece and I don't even like the thought of some little boy looking at her uh, any kind of way makes me want to fight right now so so I I get Ugh. it and I get you know the protective nature and wanting to to protect you know. The mm-hmm. innocence of your child, um, but I can definitely say right. that I've always been made to feel like my body shape suggests things mm-hmm. that, and, and and you know, I've been t- I was told that like s- women who were shaped like me were promiscuous, or you know, like mm-hmm. and, and that that's made me feel ways, and it resulted in me being you know growing up, my my roommate used to laugh at me and you know why you always wear these clothes they so big because you know I, I I didn't even realize it but I had you know trained and socialized like I guess it was kind of like my coping or defense mm-hmm. mechanism to just like wear bigger clothes um and hide and shrink yeah, and so not you know and even now I'm still struggling like you know I push my friends push me Latoya all of them push me Dre, all of them. Y'all push me. Uh, we have to push her to put on a damn bathing suit. Because <laughs> I'm the girl at the beach with a bathing suit on underneath a full outfit. Like <laughs> shorts and a shirt. And I would get into the pool with shorts and a shirt. Like, hey, y'all, take your clothes off, Takia. It is a pool, girl. Like, I'm sorry. It is, a, it is hot outside, nigga. It's 95 <laughs> degrees right now. Why are you covered up like that? But, I mean, I, I do <laughs> wish that I could be freer in certain ways, and I'm trying, you know, and I'm hoping that by the time I turn 40, <laughs> I'll get my life together. But I'm just saying, I just thought it would warrant. I, I don't know. This It was on my heart to talk about it today. It's because of all I get, the anxiety. I understand. And even I'm looking at my pictures now from Women Evolve, and I can't even really celebrate because I'm like, ah, I need to hold my stomach in. I should have put on two pairs of Spanx and all this other foolishness. And it was like, girl, you was just that woman evolved and you worried about the wrong things. And furthermore, like I, like I said to you, so I had a conversation with Kia um, about our Miami trip. So when I was talking to my sis Nikki in Miami, I was on the beat when we were sitting, sitting on the beach. And, you know, I finally have gotten to a point now where I'm going to put on a bathing suit and I don't really care 
what you think about it. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like wearing, uh, you know, a thong bathing suit, I'm going to wear a thong bathing suit. It's a lot of yellow uh-huh. ass back here. But if I want to wear that, that's what I'm going to put on. Um, I'm not going to wear booty shorts in the streets because I really just don't want niggas screaming at me any more than they than they already do. That's annoying. But I put on things that I want to put on and I finally gotten to a point where I'm like, outside of niggas, because that's a different conversation, us as grown people, like true grown people, don't sit around and just talk shit about other grown people and what they look like every second of the day. Half of us are too busy dealing with our own shit to be worried about other people, what they have on and what they're doing. When we're on the beach, we're on the beach. You know what I'm saying? And I know I personally am not paying people attention like, oh, do you see her? She's, oh, she's got on a bathing suit and she looks like blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, look at her. She needs to eat. She got on a bathing suit. I know everybody on the beach is going to be in a bathing suit because they're on the beach and they're minding their business. They're there to have a good time and I'm there to have a good time. So why should I be concerned with other people? Why do I, why do I think that I'm so important that other people are paying me so much attention? You know what I'm saying? And I finally kind of gotten to a point where I will put on a pair of shorts that I feel are an appropriate length and my ass cheeks are not going to be hanging out. But I will put on a pair of shorts and it's like, okay, I have a little bit of cellulite. I have, I have, you know, big thighs, but we live in an age now where it's like thick thighs save lives. You know what I'm saying? And I'm out here, you know, saving these <laughs> niggas. Like I have that and it's fine. And I, I'm, I'm glad I'm finally getting to this point where I'm like, I can put something on and I don't really care what you think about it. Um, it's a very freeing. I'm trying experience. to get there. Sis. I I'm trying. I don't know. Well, your body no. is banging. So I'm here to tell you that first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flourish, let it out and don't be worried about it. Cause the niggas are ashy and raggedy. So nobody cares what they think. Their breath smells like hot pickles <laughs> and earring backs and, <laughs> and earring backs. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't be a nigga out here smelling like earring backs saying anything to me. You can't anything you really you mean nothing to me fuck oh, out of here oh, <laughs> get out of here nobody cares about you you stink you smell like outside <laughs> and you need to go take another shower before you even speak another go word off. To me. well that wraps up. i'm gonna let that conclude our kitchen table talk segment um joining the conversation let us know your thoughts and reactions um to our discussion about body image and the ways that it has shaped and is shaping our day-to-day existences and let us know what your challenges are, what your struggles are, ways yeah. that you've coped. Um, Cause I know everybody has that. We've got slim girls who got yeah. body conscious, you know, about, you know, issues and body issues. And uh, you've got thick girls who have body issues. So we'd love to hear from you. And I just want to tell you all, you know, if you feel bad about yourself, <laughs> don't, right. you know what I'm saying? If you, I know that's easier said than done, but if your titties hang a little lower than you want them to hang, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. Everybody has titties and 75% of them hang low. And the other 25% are, have been altered <laughs> Word. by surgery. 
You know what I'm saying? There's that there's that very rare, that little tiny percentage there of those women who have those naturally perky titties and shout out to them. But the majority of us have regular ass titties that are going to end up hanging. You know what I'm saying? The majority of us have thighs and have ass and have, you know, some of us have arms. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. You, It is okay for you to be shaped the way that you're shaped. It's okay because I know it's, you know, I'm not getting ready to break out into a Christina Aguilera's beautiful, but I just want everybody to really feel free and be able to wear what they wear. I, that's why I love Afropunk because n- niggas come out in whatever they're like, you're going to get whatever body that I have right now. And I'm going to put some dashiki nipple covers on and everybody's going to gag. And I just, I love the energy there because I just feel like it's a very free energy and I just want everybody to possess that in their everyday lives. As long as you feel good in what you got on, fuck what them other people think. No lies told. Not one. Let's move on to the honesty box. Let's do it. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. They have three plans to choose from, including classic, veggie, and family. Each box is delivered right to your door in recyclable, insulated packaging and made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. Plus, with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards, you can feel confident in your cooking. There are even lots of one-pot recipes that require minimal cleanup. So you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. I uh, got the classic plan from HelloFresh and had the pesto panko chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. And it was absolutely delicious. It didn't take me long to cook at all. I finished it in about 30 minutes and went on about my business. It was absolutely a quick meal I could have after work and I loved it. For $30 off your first week at HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com slash Grown30 and enter the code Grown30. That's HelloFresh.com forward slash Grown30, offer code Grown30 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Honestly, truly. Honestly, truly. It's honesty box time. Hey, Jade and Kia, obviously, thank you for all that you do. I'm inspired daily by your thoughts, words, and hustle. Even though we don't know each other, just like everyone else says, you two are truly my bigger sister cousins in my head. And I love y'all for that. Thank you, my love. Here's my dilemma. I'm 26 and I've been dating my boyfriend, 29, long distance for nearly two years. Mm-hmm. We have a loving, communicative and fun relationship. He's caring, kind, funny, compassionate. I'm sorry, passionate. Pushes me towards my dreams and overall what one would call a good mm-hmm. man. He's from Uganda and currently working to obtain his work visa or ministry visa out in Colorado. Now, it's common knowledge that many people from the motherland can be far more traditional than us Americans. This was a concern I made known from the start. We've had many conversations about my liberal, liberal viewpoints on life, equality and marriage. Some arguments, too. For the most part, he was always very open and understanding in my opinions and swore that he was far less traditional than many of his fellow Ugandans. However, our latest argument has me truly questioning our compatibility and future. Essentially, this past week, we had a devastating conversation. It boiled down to this. He feels that the Bible makes it clear that men and women are not equal and not set out for the same task. He feels that the man should be the head of the household and that a wife's job is to hold down the home and a larger goals of her husband. Hmm. 
he was clear in saying that this doesn't mean he expects me to stay at home as he knows I have my own goals, nor does this mean I do all the cooking and cleaning or anything, but it means he'd expect me to be the primary caregiver to our children. He plans to leave on mission trips to spread the gospel through various churches and organizations, and I would stay at home. I told him that would be fine so long as he stayed at home when I get acting jobs or creative opportunities in other cities. He was pretty lukewarm on this suggestion. We'd also had this conversation about his views on the head of household issue in the past. And even though I think it's dumb, we essentially agreed that we could swap since he originally said he didn't feel like it mattered on the gender so long as someone was not was the one leading our household. My question is this. Where do you each stand on the issue of the wife submitting to her husband? My boyfriend is of the stance that if it's in the Bible, then that's what it is. And there's no questions about it. While I've always considered myself more spiritual than religious as my relationship with God is far more important to me than adhering to every word in the Bible. As there are things that don't sit well with me, I tend to focus on the larger messages and teachings within the Bible that I do on things that have more to do with the social norms during that time. I told him we shouldn't be together since we have fundamentally different opinions, which confused him for some reason. He said we should just pray about it and see what God wants for us. Things are fine with us right now, but I'm afraid I'm going to wake up in five years and realize I married and created a family with a man who doesn't listen to me, value what I want, and I've made a huge mistake. Thanks for any input, advice, or wisdom that you may have. Sincerely, barefoot and pregnant. (laughs) BMP. What you got, sis? We've not had one like this before. I don't have anything. I don't know. I feel like, so she's asking, I don't know. She's asking for. She said she already broke up with him. But yeah, she just wants to know any input, advice, or wisdom that we have on the entire situation. So I feel like that uh-uh, it's, it's, it's hard for It's kind of hard for me to speak to this because I don't even like nobody. But as a church going woman. Who has been taught some of these things? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the Bible does speak about, uh, the Bible does provide guidelines for mm-hmm. family and, you know, the dynamics that exist between a, a, you know, husband and wife in the, in the, traditional sense i feel like submission is a word that is often taken out of context in a lot of discussions and you know presentations especially in in church in church spaces and contexts i don't i don't personally believe that um (laughs) i think that there's layers to to it right so i think a, a lot of women shrink from um, shrink back or are unsettled by the word submission because I think that it's often conflated with like obedience or denying a woman the right to make her own decisions or choices. I think as it's presented, the women's submission is often emphasized, but the Bible does also talk about the men, the man, the husband's obligation in that mm-hmm. submission. So I think that there are standards that are put in place that just, I mean, I guess maybe I'm looking for the right word, but it's not just like a one-sided thing and where a man, where the husband has free reign 
to just kind of rule the day and do whatever he wants. And a, a dutiful wife is just to be obedient. That I don't, I don't feel like that is God's intention. Marriage in the Bible, as I have sought to understand it, is a partnership where the man is head of household in the sense that he is the one that God holds responsible for leading and protecting the family. And submission in, in this sense is like a wife's, the, the, you know, uh, I guess, I guess, I, I don't know. I'm just, I've never been married and I've not really, this is not something that I've kind of looked at in, in depth because I don't, it's never been applicable to my <laughs> own life. Um, so I guess mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is as far as my thoughts on it, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm not wholly opposed to the concept because I have sought to understand and I've, I've gotten some understanding and insight. I feel like it's not once. I think that the ways that submission is presented in the Bible oftentimes is, is not, you know, explained adequately. Um, and I will caution you to do a bit more research about it. And I, I wouldn't just, that's why I think it's important for women to study and know and have true understanding of these things for themselves. Because what I'm least comfortable with in this scenario is that it seems like your boyfriend has these beliefs, you know, these, and they're uncontested, you know, just because they're in the Bible. But the Bible is a full, you know, story from cover to cover. And there's context and layers to it. And, you know, when we start to pick out and choose specific instances and moments in time in the scripture without looking at the context that surrounds those scriptures, we don't get the true understanding of the scripture. So I guess I would say I would encourage you to really get some understanding on your own such that you and your and your partner could have more conversation and, and gain some clarity and depth uh, uh, some depth of clarity in terms of having a mutual or shared understanding of what submission actually looks like it means for your relationship. Cause I, I know it's something that we kind of shun away from. It's, it's a scary word to hear, I think, because it's, it's not been presented properly. I feel like I did a lot of talking then and, and I don't know if I said all that much, but that's my thoughts as far as whether or not I believe or, sub- or subscribe to marriage as presented in the Bible. I definitely believe that the Bible does give us parameters for marriage that if I were in a marriage, that would be my guide. But mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's, it's as that. I don't think that that means what people think that it means. I hope I made sense. You did. You made sense. Um, but I just don't, I never look at it as cut and dry as like, there are certain things that are cut and dry. He can't have babies. You can have babies. <laughs> you're going to be the one who's going to have the babies. Like, yeah. just, that's just, that's what we understand to be. You know what I'm saying? He has the penis. He's going to put it inside of you. You don't have one. Now what you all choose to do with, um, you know, toys and things is your business. But, uh, I say all that to say there are certain things that are going to happen, but when it comes to a treatment of one another, I always have the view. I know su- submission is, I don't really particularly care for that word just because it's submit it's, you know, and it's just like, mm-hmm. right. I think we all but, like, I mean, it doesn't sit well with me when I hear it. It's just like, Hmm. No, I think it's dated. <laughs> um, and I think what we need to replace it with is respect. You know what I'm saying? And I think respect in a relationship is, 
is huge. And roles are, you know, we, we're in a time where roles are going to fall uh, where they will. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there are things that you need to discuss beforehand and getting in a relationship. But there are certain things. Sometimes there's men who cook. I have friends whose husbands cook and they don't cook nothing. Cause that's just not what they, you know, that's not what they do. I do the majority of the cooking in our house because that's what I do for a living. You know what I'm saying? It's what I enjoy doing. And that's just kind of what it is. Um, but you know, it's not like, it's not a thing where it's like, you have to cook the dinner and you are going to raise our babies and you're going to stay at home. Everybody knows that I have 55 jobs and my husband is super supportive of what I'm trying to do. And he's a super hands-on father. He bathes Noah. He picks her up from school. You know, he spends a lot of time with her and really takes on a very hands-on approach when it comes to raising our child um, because he understands that, you know, the things that I'm doing are time-consuming right now. So I think relationships are just more so respect and understanding. Um, and if you guys can get to a place where, cause it, it sounded like he, he, it didn't sound like he, you said he was supportive of what you do. You know, there's just some other issues or whatever. I just think that relationships in general are, 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 are based on respect and love. You know what I'm saying? And when you truly love somebody and they have goals and they're working towards those goals, you know, a partner is a loving partner is going to be one who is going to be supportive of those. Um, if you guys have different views in that, then you just have different views in that. But, um, you know, I hope that you're able to, I don't know if I really said anything. No, you definitely did. I, I think that, you know, you using the words respect, because I feel like um, in the Bible, the analogy of, you know, husband and wives or brides and grooms is, is applied in a lot of different contexts. So, um, the church is considered the bride of Christ, right? And, and, you know, Christ is often called like the bridegroom. So I think the comparison is like, you know, like we fear God and we love God. We call ourselves God fearing people. Doesn't mean that we're fearful of God, but we just have such a respect for him um, that, that there is, you know, that, that we defer to him, that we acknowledge his capacity, his leadership, his sovereignty, his power in ways, and, and you know, and, and we defer in ways that guide the way that we lead our lives. And I think the analogy, you know, in the sense of, you know, in that sense, fear and submission. So when the Bible says wives submit to your husband like Christ and husband love your wife like Christ loves the church, I think love and submission, like it's just like, like you said, the respect and honor and cherishing, like, you know, I think that those are, those are words that are, <laughs> I don't want to say replace because I don't want to say this submission is wrong, but I just feel like those are the words that come to mind or that, you know, right. when you study and learn, you, even Googling, like, you know, what does Googling, what the scripture means? There are lots of people that have translated in ways this is, you know, submission is not, it's not about like, obedience, blind obedience or submitting your will to your husband or, you know, defer, you know, that kind of deference, but there, there are ways that, you know, it's been translated. So I think, you know, like, like Jay, like you were saying, it was not, it's not cut and dry. It's not like submission. Like you have to comply with everything that your husband, husband says. That's not, 
we have we all have volition. Even in our relationship with God, we have volition. We have choice. God sets standards, but we have a choice as to whether or not we want to. We can we can make a choice. So it's not like a, a edict, right? So I think that that that's we're always going to have volition and choice. I don't feel like marriage absolves you from that or the capacity to have conversations that will define what the parameters of your marriage are, what works for you and your partner. So I agree with everything that you said. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. You're good. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I, <laughs> if I said anything. I just, even if you, if, if you, if you want to take religion out of it, you know, if you want to take it out of it altogether, like I'm not saying to do that. I'm not giving anybody any advice one way or the other. But what I'm saying is that if we take these these basic principles of humanity, period, you know what I'm saying? When you marry somebody, like you said, in your vows alone, I, I promise to love, honor and cherish this person that goes both ways. Um, and it should be respected and it should be viewed, both, you know, by both parties in the relationship. And I don't think one needs to uh, needs to observe it more than the other. It needs to be an equal thing. And that's how you how you build a strong foundation of a relationship by respect respecting one another by honoring one another loving one another and cherishing one another you know what i'm saying and if you just take those words and not just utter them as wedding vows but really pay attention to what they mean those are really the very simple keys to a successful relationship um and if we take those very simple, however you choose to do things logistically within your family, you know, parameters is your business. You know, whatever works for your family works for your family. But when it comes to um, how you should treat one another or who, you know, whatever reigns over whoever or whatever else, if we take that out of it and we look at what we're supposed to be doing to each other, then you'll have you'll have the recipe for a successful relationship. I still feel like I'm, I don't know. I know that the Bible says that I'm supposed to submit to my husband and I don't feel like I would have a problem with it. If my husband can prove to me that, I mean, like I submit if you, if like, if, if, if I trust, cause to me, submission just means that I trust you enough. I trust your decision-making. I trust that you're not going to have me out here looking stupid and I can submit right. to that. Because, you know, the, the Bible says that a husband is supposed to love his wife like he loves himself. If you're not going to have yourself out here stupid, you shouldn't have me out here looking stupid. The problem is, I feel like women are beat over the head with the scripture way more than men are beat mm-hmm. over the head with the scripture that pertains to them. And that's what I don't like. Um, and I think we take the Bible really literally. And I think that there are ways that term, you know, there are there are times when we should take the Bible very literally because, you know, it was presented in a literal sense. But then there are times where the Bible speaks in metaphors and analogies. And we got to know that. I don't know, man. I just I mean, I think that the Bible I'm, as a Christian, I'm always going to say I don't want to say I'm always going to say that the Bible is right. I feel, well, yes, I believe the Bible. Um, and I believe that a lot of times what was presented in the Bible was right for that particular context. Whether or not that is applicable in the context that you find yourself in, that's something that you need to determine. And this, uh, you know, and there are tools and people and resources that will help you do that. But we go to church every Sunday not to just kick it. We learn that we go to church to learn the Bible. At least that's where I where I where I go. Because 
Um, I'm not going to host in it another entire kitchen table talk that we can. <laughs> I know, but um, I think bottom line for me is if you are feeling this way about the dynamics of your relationship, I mean, it's a clear sign. I don't, I don't feel like you should move forward without having some clear and pointed conversations about it. And I don't feel like there's mm-hmm. these, you know, this kind of clarity, this kind of understanding is absolutely necessary before you decide to move forward in any direction. Um, yeah. Because I'm, yeah. 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 I'm glad you had those conversations. I'm glad. Like, it seems like you have a very clear head about what you want. You know what I'm saying? And what you don't want, what you'll tolerate and what you will not tolerate. And that's already very healthy. Um, but you, you know, I, going forward, if you all do continue, if you decide to get back together, I think those conversations need to be very clear. And if it's something that you truly feel cannot move forward, you know, in a positive manner, then it's better that you figure that out now. Then if this nigga moves to the States and you guys decide to be together and so forth and so on. So I hope everything works out um, the way that it needs to work out for you. Please keep us updated. Uh, and let us know. And thank you for writing in and continuing to support the show. Um, make sure you're sending your get your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. All of the information will be in the description box and we can move on to the petty peeves. Today's episode is also brought to you by Pvolve. Pvolve streaming service offers a large library of videos, including structured workout plans that users can stream to sculpt, tone, and define anytime, anywhere from any device. And with new videos updated weekly, there's a range of exercises to choose from, like the revolutionary prehab method, which lets you eliminate bulk with low impact anti-pulse training that activates hard to reach muscles, or the six-day total body, which offers a completely guided PVOF signature workout complete with a digital calendar to keep you on track. There are even exclusive workouts created for PVOF's proprietary equipment, like the P-Ball, a revolutionary exercise ball that targets your core, glutes, and thighs. So I absolutely love my P my P-Ball because I used it. And like I said, it streamlines your workouts. So it doesn't take me very much time. Um, it's low impact, but I definitely felt it the next day. I was definitely struggling to move around in the kitchen. Uh, interested in trying the P-Ball? To buy a P-Ball and receive two months of free streaming, visit pvolve.com forward slash grown and enter G-R-O-W-N at checkout. That's P-V-O-L-V-E dot com slash grown and enter G-R-O-W-N at checkout to buy a P-Ball and receive two months of free streaming. Get fine, y'all. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. It's time for Petty Peeves. And I'm ready. I'm going to be very brief. Um, I, my Petty Peeve is for all the people on the plane that get up immediately when the plane lands. <laughs> if you're sitting in row 39. <laughs> And when the plane lands, you take your seatbelt off immediately and stand in the aisle. You are irritating to me. You are. You are. Um, and I'm also irritated by um, people who, like, try to bogart. Okay, so, like, I understand, when, especially when people, it's understandable when 
you know, you're running late, you get on the plane late. By the time you get on the plane, all of the overhead cabin space is filled up. So you kind of just kind of stick your bag. You got to get in where you fit in. But um, there are people who are just irresponsible with their use of the overhead cabins. <laughs> and and that they just like put their bag like, like I was sitting in the, uh, on the plane this week. The guy that sat on the aisle for me said something idiotic. Like, you know, I like to put my bag, you know, I don't like to sit in my bag like right up above my head or across the aisle for me. I like to be able to see it. So sometimes I'll like go a few rows ahead or a few rows back so that I can look back. And I'm just like, but what you don't understand is that because these dummies want to stand in the aisle, as soon as the plane lands, it's never like a seamless, oh, you just be able to go back three, four, five rows to get your bag. Like, oh, no. it just delays all of the, it just delays the exit, um, the exiting of the plane. It's just like, it took us, if it took us 30 minutes to board this plane, it's going to take us at least 20 minutes to get off of it. So, so I don't understand right. why, why people get so anxious about, deboarding the plane that's all i just it just irritates me if you watch people on a plane we everyone just pops up like popcorn as soon as the plane lands i'm like bruh we literally just landed as soon as the seatbelt sign goes off you standing up and, and it's, you're just irritating so just sit down thank you and i and i know like i understand wanting to like stretch your legs so but standing up in the aisle like is not getting ready to do anything and for the guy who puts his his luggage like behind him I hope he falls down and like breaks his big toe because that's just, that's aggravating. Like, why you're causing problems for no reason? I was like, it's just irritating, and you should be stopped. Like, Absolutely. just stop, just stop. Absolutely. But yeah, that's my petty peeve. Well, I'm gonna read a listener petty peeve this week. Um, okay. Jade and Kia, we were meant to be sisters for real. I'm so glad that I found this podcast. My life is a mirror of your adulting struggles, and we will make it together. Keep sharing your beautiful yes. and real auras over the airwaves each week. Thank you, sis. Thank My you. My previous layered bear with me. I oh, hate God. cups of juice and pots filled with food stored in the refrigerator. During <laughs> childhood, I was disdainfully opportune to experience liquid-filled cups falling out of the refrigerator, splashing either to the floor or onto me. The worst part was then having to clean it up. All of this could have been avoided if the person who filled the receptacle would have only poured what they could drink, leaving no need to save the remnants. This includes fast food beverage cups with lids and straws. Just finish it. Outside of the potential spills, I can only imagine the bacteria growing on the sides of the cups and straws. Ew. Secondly, pots with leftover food being stored in the refrigerator was infuriating, firstly because they were meant to cook with and not store foods. We had Tupperware and other butter containers for that purpose. Second, eventually we would need those pots to cook the next meal. All of this caused one to then wash the dishes in order to make a meal to only wash the dishes again. As a result, there is a strict no cups in pots refrigerator in home and forevermore. Um, when relatives come to town, I emphatically emphasize the no shoes in my house and no cups in the fridge rule. Thanks for listening to my petty peeve and adding to the parade. You are both more than amazing, and I love every unapologetic minute. Sign, Miss Seely. Y'all are my neti makidara. <laughs> Girl. I love you for this petty peeve. It resonates Yo. with me. I cannot stand putting cups in the fridge. I hate it with every passion in me. 
and just like I hate half um, half consumed water bottles, nothing irritates me more than wasted <laughs> money and water. I use it to water the plants, but then I'm just like, why didn't you finish it? So I appreciate wow, you. You sound like a mom. Jeez. Ooh, Cause that shit is annoying. Do you know how much I spent on this good water? I agree. I mean, I don't, I, I do not subscribe to pots in the refrigerator as storage. I feel like that is terrorism. <laughs> um, <laughs> only time I feel like, I know for Sunday, like Sunday dinner, like when we prepare your Sunday dinner Saturday night or beforehand, like if my grandma made greens, she would, like, I feel like greens it's and different. stuff, I don't want to say are different, but you yeah, know. It's different. But Because you're about to put like, them on the stove and cook them. Yeah, to warm them up. Right, right. So to reheat them. So it wouldn't make sense. Um but I fully, fully agree with this whole cups thing because that is just heresy. Ooh. Because the worst thing in the world is cleaning up juice that's spilled in the refrigerator. Nothing that is the worst, the worst oh my God. thing in the world ever. It is. I don't know what kind of derelicts put empty cups in the fr- I mean, like, you know, open cups in the refrigerator. Jesus Christ. I don't tolerate or subscribe to that. And I think it is absolutely lazy. To not, to not <laughs> take your food and put it into a Tupperware container and put it in the fridge. The only way I put a pot in the fridge is if I'm getting ready to heat the, 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 the remnants of that pot in that pot. But outside of that, mm-hmm. no, don't put no pots in the fridge. Put your shit in a Tupperware container and stop it. Stop being lazy and wash your pots at night. And okay. That concludes another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We love you guys so much. You are the best. Continue to check us out. We'll be uh, irritating your <laughs> irritating your nerves every week. Every week. Tuesdays. Specifically, continue, thank you for continuing to sit with us around the kitchen table and hash out the vicissitudes of adulting. Vicissitudes. Absolutely. So... Yeah, man, you heard your announcements (laughs) at the beginning of the show where we'll be. We'll be at Impact this weekend um, and come and hang out with us. We'd love to kick it with you guys for a little while. Um, And yeah, stuff coming up. Um, Jay's got Makosa at the end of the month. Yeah, the the Type and Fast and Taking Care New York event is happening August 17th. That's just the day before the Friend Zone Live. So get your tickets, guys. Um, and come kick it with us. Jade is going to be catering. She shared a bit of the menu options for a me at, um, for the Type and Fast and Taking Care of New York City event. Um, it's going to be at NYU. We are going to be eating. So you don't want to miss. If you want to get you some catering, some Jade of all Jades catering. <laughs> Come on and kick it with us. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be a good time. So get your tickets. Um, the link will be in the description box as well as on our social media. So you'll be able to come kick it with Kia and I at Team Typing Fast and Taking Care. Um, and we have some really fun announcements coming, but we'll hold yeah, off on those until they're nice. But hold on to your edges, Saints. <laughs> hold your wigs. Hold them down. And in the meantime, moisturize your skin. Yes, man. Drink your water and continue to mind your business. Because your black will crack if it is dry. Bye, y'all. Bye.